You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on? It's been a while. It has been a while, Bills Mafia. What is going on? Welcome into the Overreaction Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, the voice of the Overreaction Sports Podcast, Joe Miller. And you can find me now on Buffalo Rumblings. You can also as always, find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired, and it is so good to have you in. If you are a longtime listener or if you are a first-time listener, whatever you are, however you got here, whatever device you were listening to my voice on, let me just say welcome, welcome, welcome. It's good to have you. And like I always always say, whether it's the season or the offseason, and you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the offseason. We're going to talk a little bit about... The season, we're going to talk a little bit about the Buffalo Bills. We're going to talk a little bit about maybe everything. I don't know. We'll see. We'll just, this is going to be a, a, a wandering kind of random affair, and we're going to see where it kind of goes. But all that to say this, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee on your drive to work or maybe home from work, I don't know. I don't know when this is going to air <laughs> or at the gym with your AirPods in. Let me just say one last and final time, welcome. This is the Overreaction Sports Podcast brought to you, as I said, by the Market Dominator. Who is the Market Dominator, you might ask? Well, the Market Dominator is my good friend, John Spazcheck. And John Spazcheck is a real estate broker with Keller Williams, the largest real estate brokerage in the world. And uh, John is a great friend of mine. And if you need to buy buy a home or sell a home, uh, you want to go to the best person you can possibly go to. And I'm telling you right now, hands down, I've used him. My friends have used him. He is the best. There is nobody better. So do me a favor. Call John Spazcheck right now if you need to buy a house or if you need to sell the house you're in, 716-570-3298. The number again is 716-570-3298. You can also reach him via email, youreliteBroker at gmail.com. Your Elite Broker at gmail.com. He is also Bill's Mafia and he is also on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at Your Elite Broker. How you doing, Bill's Mafia? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Like I've been on a little bit of a break, and it's it's as much as I have been on a, a brain break, right? So I haven't been doing a lot of content, a lot of uh, creative content uh, as far as for you know, alternative content for the Buffalo Bills or for sports in general. Uh, I've been driving myself into the ground in my regular day job. This is a hobby for me. 
uh, this 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 Buffalo alternative sports content thing. At least it's a hobby for me right now. Um, and my my day job has uh, found me on the other side of twelve hour days for about thirty days straight, trying to finish up a building project. So the break came at a right time. Uh, it, it basically gave my brain the opportunity to kind of relax and uh, kind of regain some serotonin and some adrenaline. And then on the flip side, it uh, basically I, at, at my age, I beat my my body into the ground trying to get a building project done for work. But uh, all that being said, I feel good. I'm excited to be here with you. Uh, I'm really excited about this move. Surprise, surprise to Buffalo rumblings. And uh, if you were listening to the Joe Marino uh, Locked on Bills podcast last week, then you got the exclusive with Joe because Joe got not Bruce exclusive. Joe got the exclusive Joe exclusive uh, that I was moving from Fanatics, uh, Buffalo Fanatics uh, to Buffalo Rumblings. And just so everybody is aware, my time at Fanatics was amazing. Uh, it was a great time. I never expected. I never expected when I started this podcast in October of 2019 uh, for it to get as big as it did for it to grow as much as it did. I didn't expect platforms to be given to me like YouTube live shows, the hump day hotline. I never expected to come into contact with and become pretty good friends with guys like John Fina and have a show with John Fina called the off tackle with John Fina show. Uh, it's been, it's been an amazing ride. Uh, I love the guys at, at fanatics. I love Pierre. I love Bobby. I love Rico uh, judge and tilt and everybody clay, uh, you name it, Nap is over there. All all the guys, you know, Zbot who took my spot on Wednesdays. Uh, everybody over there is fantastic. I love everybody over there. Um, and I, it, it's hard because you forget somebody, right? Adam is over there. Clearly, uh, Jeremy and Max is over there. Like, there's just, there's always somebody that you're gonna forget. Casey Reed is over there. Uh, I love all those guys. I love I love the whole lineup. He, he, and there's a lot of new guys over there too. So like, I I, I kind of went stage right. And they went out and found a whole bunch of new talent <laughs> to replace me pretty quickly. Uh, I don't know if I should be offended by that or not. That's a joke. I'm not offended. I know how this works. So, uh, but uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, for those of you that are fanatics fans, uh, that you stick with me because you're going to get the same content, the same great content, the same great voice, the same great emotional overreaction uh, to our Buffalo Bills and all things uh, football related. And if you are a Rumblings fan, I hope that you can make room for me uh, in your week somewhere. Please do me that. At least give me a shot, and hopefully this is the shot that you are giving me. Uh, but it is fantastic to be here. Uh, just uh, changing platforms, looking for something kind of new and something kind of fresh, uh, opportunities and things like that. And, uh, yeah, just looking to kind of grow this thing. So super excited for me. Super excited for my show, super excited for my fans, and all of you loyal listeners to the Overreaction Sports Pod. I'm excited that you're uh, still riding with me, so appreciate y'all. Uh, but uh, some good things, some good things are going on, and some of those good things are the fact that uh, we're going to see the return of yours truly, Joe Miller, the voice, uh, basically on Wednesday nights, right, on YouTube, except, uh, or I should say with the Hump Day Hotline, with your best friend and mine, Jay Spence, the King. Uh, the difference is, is it's not going to be on, uh, or it's, it's not going to be on Fanatics YouTube channel. It's going to be on Rumblings, uh, the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube channel. So what I need you to do, I need you to do me a favor, and I need you to navigate your way. You're listening to this podcast, and I promise you, whether you're listening on your laptop, your phone, or whatever it is, if you navigate away from your podcast app and you navigate over to YouTube and you you search Buffalo Rumblings, 
uh, and you subscribe to it right now, I promise you it will not disconnect you from this podcast and from my voice. So right now, do that. So in order to get the Hump Day Hotline on Wednesdays, and I'm going to give more information is like in the coming weeks as far as when that show is going to return. But what I need you to do right now is go to Buffalo Rumley's YouTube page and subscribe. We need to get that number way up. So send your send your buddies an email, uh, send your girlfriends a text message, uh, whatever you got to do, get your friends in and on to the Buffalo Rumblings uh, YouTube channel so that we can kind of get that thing rolling. Also, the Off Tackle with John Fina show is going to be staying with me here at Rumblings. Uh, so I've already contacted John. Uh, I don't know what the frequency is going to be. Last year, if you know, we did a, a show every four weeks. We did we broke it, the season down in quarters, which was awesome. We had a really great time with that. John is a great listen, and we kind of have a cool chemistry and kind of a neat, fun vibe. I'll be honest with you. If you're not following John Fina, you need to. He is a wonderful follow. Uh, it's at John Fina. But that show is going to be following me here uh, at Rumblings as well. I know we're going to do a free agency pod. I know that we're going to do a draft pod. There's going to be some others in there, maybe some OTAs and things like that. And then we probably, at the very least, will do a quarterly pod as well. But John is game for anything. And John has said to me, hey, look, Joe, if, you, if you've if you got the bandwidth to do more shows, then, then he's in. Uh, John loves the Buffalo Bills. He's got a passion and a and a, and a veracity for the uh, a fire for the Bills. The same the same fire that we carry. He is Bills Mafia. Uh, so that so so stay tuned for that. But here here's a couple things. Uh, in a couple of weeks, this show, the Overreaction Podcast, sports podcast, is actually going to go from being a pre-recorded show, right? Like I'm doing right now. I'm recording this on Sunday night a pre-recorded show on Sunday night where I'm sitting in my studio on my microphone uh, talking uh, to you guys as far as bringing content to you. It's going to go to, from that, which gets released on Monday, to a live recorded podcast. So did you hear what I said? So this this show is going to go from being a pre-recorded, then bounced, dropped, whatever you want to call it, onto a podcast network the next day. It's going to go from being a pre-recorded show to uh to a to a provided show on Monday it's going to go from that to a live YouTube show uh it's also I believe going to appear on the Buffalo Rumblings uh, uh Facebook page as well as their Twitter page in Periscope uh it's going to go to that it's going to go to a live YouTube show uh where you're going to be able to interact with me as I'm recording this show the overreaction pod is going to Sunday nights uh, and it's going to be live, and then it will be dropped on Monday as well. For those of you that are unable to tune in on Sunday nights live, you can still get your Joe Miller overreaction voice fix on Mondays. So one more reason that you you need to go to, to YouTube right now, Google search, I should say YouTube search, Buffalo Rumblings, and subscribe. And oh, by the way, the Off Tackle with John Fina show is also going to a live show when we do it. So... I'm just giving you three really great reasons to go to YouTube right now and subscribe. And then the good news just keeps on coming, right? I've just, I've got, I've got a bevy. I've got a bevy of good news for y'all today. The last one is this during the season. If you follow my podcast and you follow the show, I don't really have the opportunity or the it's, it doesn't work inside of my script when I'm talking about the Bills, both pregame and postgame, uh, to have guests on my show. Like in season, it's 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 impossible, and I don't I don't even try to do it. I have 
I have people not only hitting me up all the time saying, hey, man, I'd love to get on your show. I'd love to talk bills with you. And I respond with, man, I would love to talk bills with you. Like, I would love to get you on my show. The problem is, is in season is not the time for me. And then they usually chuckle me off and, uh, and laugh at me and say, oh, sure. And, and it's like, no, 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 dude, seriously. That's what the off season is for. The off season, this off season, I am going to feature a guest almost every single week of the off season up until uh, the season starts back up once again. Uh, and I do have a guest with me this week. With that being said, I am now joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the judge, if you will, <laughs> Stephen Mathis, the podcast director for the Buffalo Fanatics, great friend of mine. Uh, could say that you discovered me, uh, possibly, uh, host of the Air Raid Hour, uh, host of the take, better known as the better half of the Bills guys. Sorry, Tilt. Uh, I don't mean that personally to you, but uh, yeah, man. How are you, Steve? Welcome to the show. Uh, two things. First of all, when you have Tilt on the show, you're going to say the same exact thing to him. <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. And And second of all, <laughs> Uh, I remember right right when we had sort of like our little exit interview when you left Fanatics, you said to me like, hey, do you want to be the first guest on my show? I was like, sure, right. I'd be honored. Uh, you know, wherever you end up next, I'd be happy to be the first guest on your show. And then you posted a tweet like three or like two, three weeks ago. And you're like, big, big first guest, ready to get back at it. I'm like, oh, he forgot about me, huh? Mm -mm. So uh, people are going to be severely disappointed <laughs> when they open up uh, this recording and find out I was the the guy you were hyping up. I don't think so. I think that if you can bring the same energy that you brought last year around this same time, which we're going to talk about, um, I think that you might end up in like Bill's Mafia folklore because <laughs> you did something last year. I don't know. And I want to get into it, but I don't want I don't want to get into it yet. But you you did something last year on another show as a guest and made some predictions. And whether you were joking, whether you were just being optimistic, whether you truly felt it. And I have some like I could probably push back on some of the no, no, no. I was really feeling that stuff because obviously there was a lot of conversation inside the BF chat as far as like, you know, Josh Allen and where he sits and where he fits and how we feel about him and blah, 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 blah. But I'm looking for that same kind of energy from you. Like, like, give me. Profit. It's going to be the profit Mathis soon is what I'm kind of <laughs> hoping. Uh, but real quick, tell me what's going on with you, man. How are you feeling? You know, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, it's the off season. You can relax a little bit. But, you know, both me and me and Dave, this is our favorite part of the year, because as mm -hmm. much as we love as much as we love the season, you know, you you know, have some semblance of a memory of the 90s bills and what, the, what it was like <laughs> right. for the bills to be good. Right. Dave and I grew up on. Hey, the off season is when we can sort of scout draft prospects, look at free agents, right. and sort of envision in our head a picture of what success looks like. Right. And then the regular season would come, and it would just it would all have been for naught. But for a Bills fans, especially Bills fans my age, um, I just hit the big three zero. Uh, the off season was the best part of of the season, so uh, I, I I still love it. Um, I can literally talk NFL draft for days. I could talk NFL wow. free agency for days. Uh, you know, it's everybody's hopeful, even if you're a Jets and a Dolphins fan, everybody's hopeful. Uh, everybody's hopeful in uh, you know, February and March. 
Right, right, right. So we are uh, we are not going to talk NFL free agency or NFL draft for days. <laughs> I tried today. to get you. I tried to get you. Yes, you did. You did. But I was like, let's do something a little more. Fun. I've been trying <laughs> to keep Bill's Mafia on track, and it's just it, it's just the overreaction dude in me. And what's funny is I'm not an emotional guy. Like I don't cry. Like I'm an Enneagram Eight. I'm an INTJ. I'm a high thinker. Like I'm I'm totally deta- detached from my feelings. I'm not compassionate. I'm not empathetic. But like from from a Bill's Mafia standpoint i want buff i want bill's mafia to realize your football team played 19 games this year and yeah. won 15 of them they won 15 <laughs> freaking football games talk about i mean how is that are you are you over it have you come down no, so are you still here's another great story for you so every every year i say to myself i'm gonna watch back every bills game this year i'm gonna watch back mm-hmm. every bills game Mm-hmm. Uh, on NFL Game Pass, I'm gonna watch every game back. I'm gonna, t- you know, take notes. I'm gonna assess this, assess that. I'm just gonna just enjoy some games on a Saturday when right. you know I got nothing else to do. I'm gonna pop on an old football game, watch an old football game, just to sort of, you know, reminisce. And every year, I, I say I'm gonna do that, and then, like, I only end up watching three or four games, like the three or four games that made me feel good inside. Yeah. Uh, this year, there was literally like knowing how the season went, even though it ended the way it did in Kansas City, like knowing how the season went. Uh, yeah, I can, you know, I only have to skip, I only have to skip four games. That's right. <laughs> the two Chiefs <laughs> right. games, the Titans game and the Cardinals game. And the Cardinals right. game was fun up until the last right. 35 seconds. So, right. um, yeah, I can actually rewatch some games this year and, and enjoy it. But yeah, my mind is always like the second the season was over. It's like, all right, how do we improve the running game? How do we improve the deep? Like, that's right. just exactly where my mind went. So I'm, I'm not like you. I don't like to slow down, but, right. uh, uh, maybe I should. And this made me slow down. And I had a lot of fun uh, with, yeah. with well, what we got cooking up today. Yeah. So this is inspired by I was on the Joe Marino show last week. Um, I don't if you caught that show or not. That's fine. I, I and we had. <laughs> no, did you? Cool, cool. We had a great time. Just for those that didn't hear, we Joe contacted me and he's like, "Hey, let's do a show together. Let's let's do a collab and uh, let's talk like rank the Bills wins." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." And like I even opened it up. He's like, "So you know." what you know what's your number one and i was like yes like all of them like they're like let's just put on a bills one of the 15 wins let's watch them all like uh but it was a cool and i just thought that that would be a very neat experience so what we're going to do for the listeners what we're, we're going to jump into it here in a second i got one quick thing i want to do before we do that uh what we're going to do is uh we're going to rank i'm going to go 10 to 1 instead of 1 to 10 uh the the 10 top in our opinions yours versus mine mm-hmm. uh josh allen touchdowns not passing touchdowns not rushing touchdowns just touchdowns it can be either or it can be right so he caught one um, it, he did catch one that's right uh he uh i saw that one as well it did not make my list little sneaker there it may have made, <laughs> made, made yours uh before i do that um a second ago i told everybody uh that you you were probably the guy that discovered me how did you dis- how we've never really debriefed on that? Like, how yeah. did you end up? How did you end up? Because you just hit my DMs one day. Hey, bro. And I was like, uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, well, and- you know, I, you know, I always tell people uh, Twitter is uh, both my therapist and the reason why I need a therapist. So I'm um, <laughs> so good. That's I'm so on good. Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. And you started to become really active on Twitter. And promoting your show when you first started your show and right when pierre and rico brought me on they said hey listen you guys are great but find somebody better no um <laughs> they, they wanted they wanted some more content because when it first started it was me it was dave and then we, we we brought on bot who actually was there before us but came back yeah and we were just looking you know to add some more 
some more podcasts, looking to add some more talent. And I had been listening to your show, uh, really enjoyed your show. And I said, well, one of the eight got- people, one of the eight <laughs> people at the time that was listening to my show. <laughs> Go um, ahead. <laughs> uh, you know, I loved your quality and I'm like, I'm like, I, I feel like this dude's got an it factor. And I think that he is like me. Uh, beating his head against the wall, trying to get 30 people to listen to his podcast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why not reach out and see if you wanted to come join the Buffalo Fanatics platform? And and that's what made it really easy. Like it's so much, it, it's great to make content. It's great to sort of just do things you're passionate about and not in like a narcissistic way. It's better when there's a bigger audience or at least a a significant audience because there's more people you can communicate with there's more Mm. people you can share your ideas with um you know it's it's better to have a community of you know a couple hundred or a thousand than it is to have i think at least in the in the podcasting game than of five or six people yeah for sure and you're a lot like me and there's there's a handful of us uh jay spence bruce nolan um that that are very interactive uh, especially on Twitter. Um, and I think that's, you just said it. That's what I love the most about it. Like I don't ever want to be the Twitter guy or the, the content creator guy that's on Twitter that just puts tweets out and expects everybody to like my tweet, retweet my tweet and like respond to me, but I don't like their, like, like their comments back and I don't respond mm-hmm. to them. Like, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't know what the word is. I don't think the word is smug, but I, I, don't, I just, I, I want the interaction. Right. And you do too. Like, I know you do. Um, and I love that about you. And I just, I wanted to go down that road just real quick because even publicly, Steve, I've never thanked you. Uh, so I just, I pre dude, I was doors open to me because you, you shot me a DM and I'll be honest with you. I was nervous. I didn't know what it meant. Like, I'm like, I didn't know there was networks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what does that even mean? There's no, I mean, I listened to a couple people. Um, I had listened to you guys. I had listened to like, uh, Clayton Garrett. Um, and I had listened to, uh, obviously Bruce, Nick and Bruce at the time, Nick and Nolan at the time and some others, but like, you're like, Hey, you, you want to join our party? And I'm like, what's that mean? And you're like, well, there's no contracts or anything. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> why, why would there be a contract? You know what I mean? Like, but dude, like, and, and just the trust that, that you guys, Pierre and, and, uh, Rico and Bobby gave me as far as like giving me opportunities, like to be on YouTube. And obviously you threw me the John Fina bone, like I was gonna say, that, that's the best matchmaking job I think I've ever done. Yeah, we're getting married in the spring, just in case. I, you're, I, if you want to be my best man, you can. Me and John. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Hey, he lives down in Tucson, so I could probably make that wedding. <laughs> right. Um, but thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. I just uh, I, I'm where I am right now, literally because of Judge Mathis and that that simple DM that you sent me, and then obviously. Uh, just the two of us working together. Um, we did some great stuff last year, even though we weren't, this is the first time we've done a podcast together. We did, <laughs> in my opinion, some great stuff last year, just on team yeah. together, uh, which was really, really cool. So this Amen. is exciting for me. I, I so, appreciate everything that you brought to the table. And I learned, uh, you know, just from just as much from you and gained just as much from you as I'm sure, yeah. uh, you know, you gained from me. So absolutely, it all equals out in the end. Absolutely. So, yeah. So everybody, ladies and gentlemen, that's Judge Mathis. He's my guy. So this is what we're going to do. So we are going to uh, break into this thing and uh, we are going to rank, as I said a second ago, the Josh Allen's best touchdowns as you and I feel it uh, 10 to one. So 10th, you know, our 10th, our 10th best to our number one. Um, And what's funny is I think you had a little more of a difficult time putting your list together than I did. Uh, I might have cheated towards the end, and I might have. <laughs> how can, how I might can have, you cheat? I might have. I might have three taken games, three TD I might games have taken, in there. Well, I might have taken TDs from the same game and grouped them together. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I may have cheated. I was uh, tempted. I was tempted uh, towards the end there. <laughs> I was tempted. Uh, which game was it? Uh, there was uh, was it the Patriots game? The, the yeah, Stephon Diggs I, three I, touchdown I Patriots game. Just I just lumped all three of Diggs's touchdowns together. <laughs> uh, you said you spent two hours putting this list together. I didn't spend two hours. Well, the thing is, is like I went through it. I said I, I watched the I, I rewatched a highlight video of all the Josh Allen touchdowns, right? Uh, from you know twenty twenty and newsflash there's a lot of them uh yes. that's a, that you can't not smile during that, yeah. that 20 minutes <laughs> and so i would i would go through and every time i saw a touchdown of note i would pause it and you know i'd write down the details right, right through what was going through my mind at the time that i watched it maybe even like in retrospect why that was such a big touchdown uh and then you know by the time i was done i was at 20 21 touchdowns wow so I was like, okay, well, you know, this touchdown was really cool and it was really great, but it didn't really have any meaning behind it. It was just cool. Right. Right. Um, so like you mentioned the Isaiah McKenzie throwback to Josh Allen for a touchdown. Yeah. Like that one didn't make my list because like, oh, it was super cool, but like eh, we, that was one of our what four losses all season. And in right, right. like the grand scheme of things, it didn't matter. I love the Cole Beasley touchdown uh against uh the Raiders because oh, I just love I just love the fact that Josh Allen ripped a ball into a guy who was like double covered, who made a crazy acrobatic catch where he, yeah, where the placement of the ball, everything. Yep. Yep. After years of just watching like Trent Edwards dump a ball down to like Fred (laughs) Jackson, you're like, Oh wow. Quarterbacks can do that. So um, yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, But yeah, I finally got my list down to 10. uh, And I think, you know, I think I got some solid meaning behind every single one of these touchdowns. I'm pretty confident. I, 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 Sit, oh man, situational football was important to me. However, uh, sometimes it's the it's the complexity of the throw as well. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? So when I went through it, it was like, man, that was such a man, that was such a clutch throw. Like, so our, our I'm excited because our, our lists may be a little bit different. But just to tease the fans or, or the listeners, I should say one more time, the Bills fans. Last season, last last season judge mathis predicted that josh allen would have 40 touchdowns i think it was on greg thompson's show cover one is that right uh it was with joe marino oh was it with marino because i was sitting in the airport (laughs) i was in the airport on my way to cabo mexico uh listening to that podcast when you did it and joe i think was flabbergasted that you said 40 yeah he Uh, had actually heard me he had actually heard me on a promo for our show say like I, I sort of created a roadmap for how Josh Allen would get to 40. Uh, and he was like flabbergasted by it. And that's when he invited yeah. me on his show to sort of, uh, you know, talk it out. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. Uh, and then also inside of that, you said that if Josh Allen has 40 touchdowns, that you were going to get JA 17 <laughs> tattooed on your butt cheek, hey. uh, which got a lot of run. We had a lot of fun with that. Listen, listen, first of all, I'm a man of my word. Um, so I will <laughs> explain that in a second, but um, the bet with Spence was he would throw. So when I was with Joe, oh, yeah. I said he would have more than 40 combined touchdowns. And he right, did. Right, he had right. he hit that 40 mark between. I think he had 42 between rushing, throwing and receiving. Uh, but what I told Spence, because, you know, Spence, me and him, he has a way to 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 work my nerves and get me to say some stupid things. Uh, we meet and, and he makes and he makes and he makes crazy bets that he wins, like and, me and, having to buy a Corey Bohorkas jersey. And he uh, he never forgets. <laughs> he never forgets. Right. right. Uh, so he screenshotted that, and that was just me, like at the wits end of an argument with him about something. And I was like, "Listen, I think Josh Allen's going to have a great year. I think he can get forty total touchdowns." I'm like, "But there's no way in hell he's breaking the franchise record at throwing right. thirty-five. Like, it's just not right. going to happen." I was like, "If right. I do that, I'll get a tattoo of Josh Allen on my ass. Like, I'll get the words <laughs> Josh Allen on my butt." So, uh, 
I will be this summer. So my plan is, so my plan is, listen, quarantine has not been uh, especially nice to my body. So I need to build up my biceps a little bit. I need to get my body back into uh, shape to where, you know, I, I, I got to make the canvas. I got to lay out Mm. the canvas before I can, Mm. you know, put the art on it. So uh, this summer I will be getting two tattoos. So I was already planning on getting a tattoo. Uh, I will be getting a, um, the standing Buffalo, the standing Buffalo on uh, one of my, uh, my biceps, my arm with uh, the word home in cursive. And it's going to be really nice and and pretty looking. And then while I'm doing that, I will also get JA 17 in the smallest font possible uh, (laughs) on one of my butt cheeks. What's funny about it is uh you got the manscaper like the thing for free and like you're in a position where it's like I don't think I want to shave the hair off like yeah, and reveal gonna, what's underneath it. It's like why do you just have one random patch of hair on your butt cheek? Don't 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 worry about it. That's amazing. So after we're done doing these 10 and it probably won't take us too long to get through them. Maybe it will. Who knows? We'll see what we'll see what time does to us. Uh, I'm going to have you step to the plate and predict for us uh, and and see if you can come through one more time for Bill's Mafia and for Josh Allen and make a prediction on uh, on touchdowns for the 2021 season. But let's get this thing finally kicked off uh, after all this time and bantering back and forth and kind of like setting it up. So what we're going to do, uh, as I said, is uh, is we're going to rank from 10 to 1, in our opinions, uh, the best touchdowns that Josh Allen was a part of, contributed to, in 2020. And I'm going to let you go first. So you're going to do 10, then I'll do my 10 and my 9, then you'll do your 9 and your 8, your eight so the Joe Marino style. And we'll get yeah, lost in the middle there. I prom- yeah, yeah, I promise you're going to get lost because Joe and I did too. <laughs> uh, but go ahead. Give me what is your number 10. All right. My number 10, week 2. Josh Allen to John Brown, 46 yards versus the Miami Dolphins. It put the, the Buffalo Bills up 31 to 20 with three minutes left in the game. So it essentially put the game away. And the reason why, like, it was a nice touchdown, but it wasn't one of his nicer touchdowns. It was a nice, you know, 46-yard deep bomb to John Brown. But right. this was the touchdown that told me this team and this season was going to be different because the Buffalo oh. Bills of old with three minutes left in the game would have been run, 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 punt, run, 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 right. punt. And just hoping to count on their defense or milk the clock and win the game, you know, 24 to 20. That's not what these Buffalo Bills did. They took that shot down the field. Josh Allen connected with John Brown, and I knew we were in for a special season. That was the play that made me know we were in for a special season. That's really good. And what's the better, not the better, one of the best parts about that play is the fact that, like, they made the attempt the play before. And mm-hmm. Brown and, and Josh kind of miscommunicated in it. I don't want to say it almost got picked off, but it was a little bit of a dangerous pass. And that was the moment, like, I think I was on the couch and I was like, yeah, I'm glad you tried it. Like, you showed me something, but, like, let's just let's just run the ball and punt it. And then, <laughs> sure enough, he backs up and chucks it down the field again. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then, and then the obvious, the infamous, uh, the air guitar from Josh Allen with a gigantic smile on his face, right? Oh, yeah, that is that is my favorite gift. Yeah, for sure. For, for sure. My number 10. My oh, number 10. Before uh, that, though, because oh, yeah. before that, Josh Allen, where Josh Allen get the guitar, we had to put up with the Deshaun Watson guitar. Right, right, right. For that right. freaking wild card game. I've seen Deshaun Watson play the air guitar way too much. <laughs> it was finally nice to get a chance to see Josh Allen struck, str- strike, strike, stroke, Strum, stro- strike, pluck, strike, pluck, yeah. pluck, pluck yeah, that air dude, guitar. There we go. Yeah. You're yeah, the musician what, what, on me. Whatever, whatever it is, the Pete Townshend. So is what he was doing. <laughs> like, like uh, Deshaun Watson does more of the like the banjo flick, where whereas Allen was doing like the full on windmill, like lose the <laughs> thumbnail coming when you rake the strings, uh, which I have never done because I haven't wanted to lose a thumbnail. Uh, just in case anybody's wondering. So my number ten, 
uh, was the back corner end zone pass to uh, Gabriel Davis in the Steelers game uh, to go up 23 to seven. And that's funny because like that was to me, that was a that game was a, an interesting, fun, difficult, challenging, scary, like mm-hmm. who like there was something that the Buffalo Bills showed us in that football game because. You know, obviously they started out, it was very tight. It was very close. The offense couldn't get anything going. Uh, TJ Watt was destroying uh, our offensive line. Or no, no, it was Cam Hayward was destroying our offensive line. And then adjustments were made, right? And then, and then like, like they just put Daryl Williams, the unsung hero, of, in my opinion, of the Buffalo Bills offense uh, for 2020. They put him on TJ, double team Cam Hayward, and the whole game flipped. But that ball that he placed, that Josh Allen placed to, to Gabriel mm-hmm. Davis in the back corner, left corner of the end zone, just putting it between defenders, was an elite pass. And yep. that, I think that was the hard part for me, even with doing this, is like how many elite pass... It was funny because we could probably do this again and, and rank the 20 best throws of the season because he had so many just like toe tappers. How many toe tappers did you see when you were going through your research where oh, he was when, just when he was rolling out like to the left, like that San Francisco game sticks out to me like a sore thumb with to Cole Beasley. Yep. And then some of those Gabriel Davis ones in the wild card. But that was yep. actually in my notes. Like after I wrote my 10 down, I added a little note section. And in my note section, I said, Allen's most remarkable plays this year weren't touchdowns. Right, like, right. It, and it, it, here's what I, I want to call Josh Allen's game. It's it's calculated Sandlot football. It's not Sandlot mm. football. Mm. It's calculated Sandlot That's football. Good. And That's like good. the dude is just magic. And it's surreal to have a guy with that sort of like Brett Favre type of, you know, mm-hmm. moxie to him playing quarterback for you because – like it's just fun. Like it's fun. Yeah, but when he gets out there on the outside and he's running and he's going to throw a ball to the sideline, he could literally throw it thirty-five yards downfield through a rat hole. Like, like he's more accurate. Like running to the sideline and trying to hit a guy on the sideline than it seems like he is anywhere mm-hmm. on the football field. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So that's my number ten. Um, I don't. Did you have any thoughts about that game or that throw at all? Well, I don't want. I don't what? want you to give it away if it's on your list. But well, the, the the Davis throw was on my list, but it was one of the ones where I cheated and I threw the Diggs one in there too. So I counted them both. So. Uh, <laughs> We'll I'll get, get to the Diggs one later, but isn't this your infamous John Fina game? Is this the one where John Fina texts you at halftime? Like, don't worry, we yes. got this. <laughs> no, it was beforehand. It was right, but it was right before the pick six. He said that uh, that uh, that uh, Dable had him figure, figured out, so he had made some adjustments and he had him figured out. He goes, and he, maybe it was during halftime, and that Allen was going to blow, like Allen's going to go nuts in the second half. And I was just kind of like, oh, oh, okay, you say yeah. so, <laughs> yeah. And he and, was right. And to the throw, like in my notes, I just wrote down like. It was a better throw than the Diggs touchdown because, like you, like you mentioned, it was just he fitted into a, a really tight zone window. Like mm-hmm. there was that underneath corner, and then there was the over the top safety who was Minka freaking Fitzpatrick, by the way. Right. Um, right. So he just threaded it between those two guys in zone coverage and and made it look easy. Yeah, super good. My number nine was in a loss, and this again came. It was another one of those. Holy crap! Did he just throw that football? I remember sitting on the couch and being upset at the NFL. I was upset about COVID. I was pissed off about the Titans. I was mad of when the game was being played. I was pissed off because it was going to mess up my plans to do the hump day hotline at Magruder's before the Chiefs game on Thursday. The NFL reneged. So I was just insanely frustrated. And then the Bills, the way they were playing against the Titans. But when Josh Allen bought all that time, in the in that Titans football game late and then ended up rolling out to his left and threw that dart to TJ Yeldon in the end zone where the defenders were like, wait a minute, what just happened? Like the like <laughs> there's like three or four defenders standing around Yeldon, the ball goes and like just hit him in the chest. And like they were just kind of like, wait, 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 did that just happen? Like that to me, there's just no mm-hmm. quit. 
he, he the late the ball he threw just the level of I don't know what the word is, just the, the the level of difficulty in that throw and the fact that Josh Allen just wasn't going to lay down, right? I mean, how many times do we see quarterbacks just kind of lay down and that, well, well, it is what it is and just chuck the ball away? And he didn't. He just threw mm-hmm. a freaking laser, a frozen rope to Yeldon in the back of the end zone. And I was like, man. So, yeah. yeah. That did not make my list because I'm not going to lie to you. I did. I watched, I watched the highlights from the Chiefs game. I watched the highlights from the Cardinals game, but I may or may not have fast forwarded past the Titans and Chiefs highlights. (laughs) (laughs) So I have nothing from those two games. That's funny. Your number nine. All right. My number nine, week 15, Josh Allen to Jake Crumero, 21 yards Mm. uh, in Denver, in mile high. I mean, just a bazooka laser between Mm. three dudes. Uh, I mean, there's what? One, two, three quarterbacks in the league who can make that throw. It put us back up twenty-one to seven after that mm-hmm. Andre Roberts fumble, and Andre Roberts never never fumbles. Uh, and you know, it was a touchdown for touchdown Jesus. So you know, that's why I got it as number nine. <laughs> and then he got cut. Yeah, he got cut. Yeah. <laughs> nice throw, Jake. Pack your stuff. <laughs> it makes no sense, but yeah, no, that was a fan. It's, that's on my list as well. Uh, so for me, uh, number eight is the uh, Stephon Diggs touchdown pass in, in the in, or catch in the second Patriots game, uh, and I had the same trouble because he's got three in this football game. However, this one was more on Josh Allen, whereas the other two, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he had the deep ball, uh, and then there was the one that where. You know, Diggs did his little thing and like broke away from three or it was two defenders, whatever the couple of defenders. Yeah. But the one where where Allen was rolling to his left, feeling the pressure, and he just rips his hips to the right, gets his body square, and then chucks that football into into Diggs, like low and away where only Diggs can get it. For me, that was just like, you've got to be kidding me right now. Like is that the one where they went up thirty eight to nine? Like was that the last one? Yeah, uh, I believe so, yes. Okay. Cause that one was incredible because Allen was rolling right, like to hit a design play to, to Beasley in the flat. And it wasn't there. Like the New England right. Patriots covered it perfectly. So Allen, just like, as you mentioned, he turned and he rolled and he drifted way back, like to the 20 yard line back. Right. And he had a defender chasing after him. The defender was super close and like snap of a finger. He contorted his body straight, centered himself, and he like pivoted and just threw across his body. 30 yards in the air, 30 yards mm. in the air. So it was an eight yard touchdown, but there was 30 air yards that thing like off mm. his, like going across his body to Diggs. And you mentioned it in the back of the end zone. He was absolutely draped by JC Jackson. Stefan Diggs yep, was yep. and Allen threw it to only where he could get it. And I don't like to play this card too much, but if Patrick Mahomes had made that play, that is the NFL play of the oh, year. Yeah. That play oh, was incredible. Sure. That was my number one of my number one. So you oh, have it no. ranked at number eight. That was my number one play of the season. Like that was my yeah, number it, one throw. And this this was not an easy task, right? Mm-hmm. So and it's funny because like Marino and I had a different list too. But it's and like so some of mine that were high were really low on his. And for me, it's just it's just where it kind of felt for me and like what mm-hmm. I can't. I don't think there's a rhyme or reason to how you're going to rank versus I'm going to rank versus somebody else is going to rank. They're all great. Like it's like you had twenty. <laughs> Right at some point yeah. in 21, you said. Um, so that that was my number eight. My number seven was the rushing touchdown. I think it was 27 yard rushing touchdown that, J- that Josh Allen had against Denver. Um, it was just easy. It was shades of 2018 Josh Allen. Like what's funny about Allen rushing the football 18, 19, and 20 mm-hmm. is in 18, it looked so natural. I mean, he, he clearly wasn't playing quarterback, he was playing running back 
like wildcat running back. Like he wasn't, he was hitting his back foot and going. He wasn't waiting to see if guys were open. The offensive line was, a, the offensive line was atrocious. Like, so he was just like taking off and like just using every sheer amount of athleticism he had. And then 19, it kind of like got a little, and then, and then this past year, he was a little more like the design runs were kind of herky jerky. They were like, it wasn't super flowy. Like he was a quarterback and it was kind of like he, not lumbering, but it was just different. And that touchdown rush just was easy. And it just looked like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. Like I remember that kid. And it was just, and then obviously when he came across the the goal line with the football out and there's Josh Allen celebrations aren't like amazing, but man, they feel good. Yeah, very, <laughs> they like They're simplistic. Good. They are, right. they are beautiful because of how simple they are. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. What's your number seven? Well, I actually didn't even get to share my number eight yet. I think we've already screwed oh. this up. So oh, I think I was going to go two in a row and I didn't do it. So uh, <laughs> that's on me. But my number eight was week nine. Um, and a name that's going to pop up a lot on my list today is Isaiah McKenzie. My number nine, Josh, mm. my number eight, Josh Allen to Isaiah McKenzie, 25 yards in that Seattle game. I mean, yeah, the fans yeah. were nervous in that Seattle game. We mm-hmm. were scared. We were pessimistic heading into the week. The Buffalo Bills have been winning by the skin of their teeth against some lower-level competition, uh, the Jets and the Patriots. So we came – like I'm, maybe I'm speaking for myself, but I think a lot of us came into that game with a very low bar for the Buffalo Bills yeah. to have to meet. Yeah. And boy, did they meet it because, bam – a minute yeah. and thirty into the, a minute thirty into the football game, we're up seven nothing. So was it the most spectacular touchdown ever? No, but I just think the statement that was made, yeah, a minute thirty into that football game to get up on the CLC Hawks like that was just that's why it's number eight on my list. That's good. It's good. Seven. Seven would be week thirteen. Josh Allen again to Isaiah McC- McKenzie. This nice. time it was the twenty three yarder uh, against uh, the San Francisco 49ers in. Uh, in Glendale, in Arizona. It was a McKenzie. First of all, the play was incredible. It was a McKenzie jet sweep. There was an RPO to motor, so a fake handoff and the Mm -hmm. the fake jet sweep, obviously. And then Isaiah McKenzie just booked it towards the end zone. And Josh Allen just floated a nice little beautiful moon ball right into Isaiah McKenzie, who was streaking to the end zone for a touchdown. And what made this play stick out to me was not only was it a, a beautiful play, beautiful play design, but it was either Brian Greasy or Lewis Riddick, one of the two were like, this was incredible by either Brian Dable or Josh Allen or a combination of the two mm-hmm. because they had been playing zone defense all game. And I really think it was Brian Greasy, so I'm going to give Brian Greasy credit here. He goes, <laughs> he goes, they were, they were playing zone all game. And somehow Josh Allen and Brian Dable were able to figure out the one play that right. they were going to run man-to-man coverage, and they ran a man-beater. Like that play right. was designed to beat man coverage, and they'd happen to run it the one time or the first time in the game that San Francisco had had run man coverage. So to me, that was just incredible because it showed how in sync Dable and Allen were, and it gives fans a lot of hope for, for how Josh Allen is reading those defenses. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The other thing, and I, I brought this up on the Marino show, uh, 
the the last Patriots game that the Bills played uh, in Foxborough. That obviously we, you know, Josh Allen went nuts in that football game. Like there were there were several plays where Belichick put seven defensive backs on the football field, and like Marino and I were talking about that, and it's like mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. Like like football coaches, like you don't like defensive coordinators don't do that. Like seven, like often, and it just what does that mean when Bill Belichick is like so afraid? Is that the word you use? Like so concerned mm-hmm. about Joshua Patrick Allen that he's putting seven defensive, back, no linebackers on a football field. Like, I mean, I, I don't even know that we, I don't know that we stop and contemplate that enough. Like, yeah. it's like, wait a second, this kid might be like, really that's how good. you, that's how you know he's legit. When you got guys like Bill Belichick, yeah, just as you mentioned, like it, early on in his career, what did Bill Belichick do? He stacked the box. He mm-hmm. made Josh Allen be a quarterback, and that's how he beat Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. This year, he's like, um, I, I need to make Josh Allen be a running back. Like, <laughs> right. I, I need to make them run the football because I'm so afraid of him passing the football. So, yeah, that's that, yeah, that's a great point. The dude, the dude befuddled, uh, 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 which we call it, Vic Fangio. He befuddled Bill yep. Belichick. Um, uh, Robert and, Sala. Uh, Robert Sala. That's what I was thinking of. Like, just the the names Brian Flores, on the twice. Brian Flores twice. The names on the list and. You know, obviously, I don't believe for a second that the the Spagnola last game, or even the first Chiefs game, I don't know that that was as much on Spagnola as it was possibly on our coaching staff or just execution on our team. But mm-hmm. the kid's good. Um, so you you've done, I think, two in a row. I'm gonna give you a third one, so you can go to six, and then All I'll right. do my six and my five. Three in a row of Isaiah McKenzie here. I just realized yeah. that. Oh wow, Jay Spence would be proud. Uh, week seventeen. <laughs> Josh Allen to Isaiah McKenzie. It was uh, it was 15 yep. yards. It was a 15 yep. yarder. He had all day to throw, Josh Allen, and this was just the most it, – it's honestly the most badass thing I've ever seen in my entire life, I think, on a football field. He points <laughs> one guy, and he's about to throw it to one guy, and the other guy just gets ripped to the ground by the defenders, and now flags are flying. So he looks yep. elsewhere. He points another guy like he's – like that guy in that baseball movie who like points his shot for the home run. I can't remember what movie right. that was. but uh, like, There was a lot of them, but yes, yeah. I know just like straight – he's just out there like pointing at wide receivers and telling them where to go. He did it twice in one play. Like you'll see a quarterback do that every once in a while. But right. twice in one play, it was absolutely insane. And then finally, a defender sort of is about to get to Allen, and Allen can sense him coming from his blind side. And ju- just before that, Josh, just before he gets crushed, Josh Allen lets out a nice little dime floater over the head of like two defenders into Isaiah McKenzie in the back of the end zone, off mm-hmm. of his off of his back foot too. Yep, just an absolutely phenomenal throw. Uh, and it happened to also be touchdown pass number thirty-five, which is the reason why I'm getting a tattoo. <laughs> if i'm not mistaken that's the one that everybody was calling the no look pass is that correct or is that a different one uh, that i i don't think that was the no look pass. it might have been um it certainly didn't look like a no look pass from my angle There's but so, it may that's have not, that's been not the one because the no look pass and i don't think it was a no look pass but the no look one is on is number is on my list as well that one mm-hmm. is not if they're two different there's so many it's easy to get confused like i did what you did i took notes like how like what like what the point ended up being like the week and then it's like oh that you know that, that's the touchdown that got from the 23 points just because it's like he had so many like multiple touchdown games to multiple guys like mm-hmm. how many how many multiple touchdown games did Diggs have or davis have or right i mean or Brown, but uh, what do we got? Number six, my number six. Yeah, my yep. number six. So I've got uh, Stefan Diggs. I've got a lot of digs on my list. Uh, the touchdown late in the Cardinals game um, off his back foot again in a loss uh, with Diggs falling away. And to me, again, this was just a degree of difficulty uh, throw for me. Like when he threw that ball, I don't know where it took me, but it took me when that when that play. I was literally in Stefan Diggs headspace. Like that's why you pay me. Like that mm-hmm. was the space I was in. Like the, these guys are like 
crazy good at football and Josh Allen is coming of like as many as many coming of age parties as we had in 2020. That was another one where it was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. Like it was just that that whole sequence getting down the field, uh, obviously take, taking the lead on that throw. To me, it was just unbelievable. Now, we, we know how it ended. But for me, that that pass and that touchdown was just. I, yeah, I think. And, that, and that's what made it hurt even worse when. Mm-hmm when they when they lost that football game but yeah. that that was my six so you that was your six on that one? i think it was my six yeah okay because that was my five so i was, I was just about to say like that oh. was my that was my number five because um number one like you said it was an absolute dime into the back half of the end zone um you know and it was over patrick peterson too so it yep, was yep. it was patrick peterson who was blanking stefan Diggs. only Diggs could get it put us up 31 26 with 35 seconds left like this was josh's moment and right. nothing like it sent like a shiver down my spine in real time watching that football game when Isaiah McKenzie comes up, puts his arms around Stefan Diggs and yells, this is why we brought you here. Like, this That's is right. why we brought you here. Like, just absolute goosebumps in that moment, because um, that was supposed to be Josh's moment. And Kyler Murray had to go ruin it about, you know, uh, five minutes later. Um, who would have thought 35 seconds was enough time to throw a freaking touchdown, but it was easier to swallow now because of the prime prime time onslaught that was right. going to follow a few weeks later. But <laughs> funny, funny story about that game. Obviously I live out here. I live 10 minutes from the stadium. Uh, they were only letting a select few people, uh, you know, into the stadium, like media and stuff right. like that. Uh, so I couldn't go. I went to, I like to watch games alone. Like I, I don't like to watch games with other people. It just me same. Well, it's funny because I wasn't like that in the nineties, and then the twenty years, seventeen years did that to me. And now the only person I want to watch is with McKenna, is with my daughter. Like so, mm-hmm. that's yes, I'm with you. So yes, if it's going to go bad, I don't want anybody in the room asking me questions or why this happened or why that happened. Like I'm yep. with you. Yeah, I just, I just, I just want to focus on the game, and also, I'm um, just an absolute train wreck. Like I'm pacing up and down, um, I'm moving. It's like at some points, like if we're on like a, like we're on, a, we're on a drive, and like we score a touchdown, I happen to be like petting my dog when we score the touchdown. I'll hold my dog for like the next three drives. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's all, it's, it. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. It's pathetic. Honestly, what, what if they scored a touchdown while you're in the bathroom? Would you stay in the bathroom? Uh, I don't go to the bathroom during games. Like, like. <laughs> People assume like, oh, math is probably pounding like five beers, six beers during a game. <laughs> I stopped drinking. I stopped eating. I can't eat or drink during a game. Can't do either. Because number one, I don't want to go to the bathroom. And number two, if I ate anything, I'd throw it up. Like that's how nervous I am during every game. Like even that's when amazing. we're out of playoff contention, I'm still freaking that nervous for a game. It's ridiculous. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's completely unhealthy. I should the probably rhyme, get is, help for it. There is a uh, rhyme or reason. Bill's <laughs> Mafia. The reason there's a rhyme or re- the reason there's a rhyme or reason the re- the reason that we feel this way is Bills fans, in my opinion. And I'm not a psychologist. I'm not mm-hmm. a therapist. I'm not. I do some counseling work at work, but I'm not. I like even when I counsel people, I was like, I'll meet with you three times. But I'm not a counselor. If you need help, you need to go find help. Um, but it's because this team represents us. Like mm-hmm. this team is our identity. Like for some reason, Buffalo. Buffalonians, sons and daughters of Buffalo, you and me, we grew up in this place. Like that team represents who we are. And every time they trot out, trot out on a national football field for us, they're taking us with them. And like, there's an aspect of how they play represents us. Like, it's like, oh yeah, that's what we thought you were Buffalo. And it's like, and and it makes us angry versus the opposite of when they win. It's like, that's right. We're on top of the world. Like we are the underdog. We are we are Buffalo. And I, I, I'm sure that other teams feel that way too, but it seems like from my living around the country and you live in Arizona now, uh, 
other NFL fans aren't really like that. It's like, yep, they lost. It sucked. And 10 minutes later, I'm over it. And let's not, I mean, (laughs) Monday in Buffalo when the Bills lose is like the worst place to be. Monday in Buffalo when the Bills win. Like this season, bro, I wish you could have been here. I wish you could have been here. I wish, I wish Spence could have been like every Monday or Tuesday this year was incredible. Like it was just other than probably the Cardinals game and that Titans game. I mean, it was just, it was just, it it was reminiscent of when I was a kid back in the 90s. Well, back to the, the, the the story too is so. We're in Arizona. We're in Arizona. And so obviously it's watching it in the back patio uh, outside, you know, in our shorts and our T-shirts. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'm pacing back and forth. Like I'm trying to be like my in-laws know I'm a Bills fan and they're they're pretty big Cardinals fans. So so I knew that they would understand. But I was trying I was trying to contain myself. I was trying to be respectable. Um, I am burying their daughter and all. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm like pacing back and forth on that final drive. And Josh Allen goes and he throws that touchdown and I walk a solid 20, 30 yards into their backyard and I just let out a scream and I'm just beating my chest like King Kong. Like I'm just so pumped. But then, <laughs> but like, cause, cause I'm standing up pacing back and forth, like in the back behind everyone. And my fiance's right. like, you're being an idiot. Like, stop. And I'm like, sorry, can't help it. It's either this or like, you just watch me sit there and pee myself. Like it's, if I sit down, that's what's going to happen. So <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm, uh, I finally come back after you know Diggs catches that touchdown and i'm still pacing back and forth and i'm still pacing back and forth and you know my 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 future father-in-law looks at me and goes dude this thing's over why are you freaking out and i'm like dude i'm a bills fan until that <laughs> clock says zero zero until that clock says zero zero uh my heart will be racing like i i've seen some stuff i remember like i've even, seen some stuff <laughs> I, I have seen some things i i i have seen some things I, I still think back to that jason campbell throw with the raiders i don't even think he completed it but still scared the heck out of me and i've been scared ever since that day um, i don't want to go down this i don't want to go down the yeah. heartbreak you know, yeah. the heartbreak so we're not gonna go down the, the heartbreak home, road home but have been to like where like, the byron leftwich game all mm-hmm. freaking nate clements has to do is knock the football that like i don't yeah. want to go down the throw the stevie johnson blaming you know uh, the, the job against the, the Steelers. home opener goes to overtime and like on the kickoff, he returns it back for a touchdown. Oh, you I was at that game. I was at that so game. Was I. I was so also was at the game in the Meadowlands where all we had to do was like run the clock out and JP Lossman fumbled. And I think it was like Sean Ellis ran the ball into the end zone. That was fun. Freaking uh, McKelvin fumble. And Tom Brady goes down the field twice and throws two tight end seam passes. <laughs> it's like, you've got, like, why are we going down this road? Stop yeah, we, it. We just, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they, they, sure enough, they, they complete the hell, they complete the hell Murray. Uh, my future brother-in-law does exactly what I does. Run about runs about thirty yards into the into the backyard. Lets out a huge scream and starts beating his chest. And I'm just sitting on like a pile of of lawn chairs that they have stacked in the back of the room. And like it, I don't know if anyone like you probably you probably seen it and anyone was listening seen it. Arrested Development. There's a scene where Job is just sitting in a chair, yeah. like really sunken. And like uh, Hello Darkness, my old friend by uh, Simon and Garfunkel starts playing. That was literally me. <laughs> for a solid 30 minutes like my like my father-in-law came and was like are you okay and i'm just sunken in this like pile of lawn chairs like my my sad throne (laughs) it was uh it was it was it was uh it was bad it was real bad but hey that's amazing we made the playoffs and they didn't so that's right that's right so the snake draft thing or the snake thing is not working for us so (laughs) let's let's just go Uh, you did your five i'll do my five that's where we're at right i'm on my five and then you'll do your four i'll do my four so maybe Uh, we can keep that straight (laughs) um my five is the seahawks game uh again the gabriel uh, gabriel davis touchdown Mm -hmm. uh and the reason that i loved this this play i mean there were so there's so many and it but for i remember talking about this one on my post game show 
the fact that Allen, it was an RPO. Allen took the handoff and was going, you know, whatever he read on the offensive line, he was going to run it into the end zone. He gets one step in and the defender comes free and he's like, whoops. And then just basically stands up and pops it over his head and like throws it to Gabriel Davis. I was just, it was just completely unexpected. I thought for sure he was going into the turf and he just stands up and throws the ball over the guy's head and like hits, hits Davis in the end zone for the touchdown. Uh, that to me was just, it just, again, other world. Like you just don't see quarterbacks do and, that. And and that play too, because that was originally on my list and I took it off. It was another j- fake jet sweep by Isaiah McKenzie mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. an RPO to Devin Singletary, a fake right. handoff to Devin Singletary. And then Josh Allen even pulled a little bit of a Tebow where he started to run and then pulled back and threw it. So like there yep. was just so much going on in that play to free up Gabriel Davis. It was that planned or unplanned. It was absolutely incredible. But I think he planned to run it. I don't think he I don't think I think his intention yeah. was to try to run the football. And when that when that rusher came free or came open, he was like, oh, like, and just <laughs> I had that option too. I'll just throw it like, yeah, it was just different. Uh, you're number four. Yeah. Yeah. My number four would be week three. Uh, Josh Allen to uh, Tyler Croft for eight yards versus the L.A. Rams, helping mm. us save face after our defense uh, blew that huge lead. And mm. we advanced to three and oh, it was a victory over a legit team. And your memory is probably better than mine. I can't remember why, but every single person in the national media lost their mind after that game. Like something happened where like, uh, there was a bad call that allowed the Bills yeah. to even get to the yeah, red, it, red it zone. Was, it was, they, they, they called it they called it defensive uh, pass interference, but it wasn't. It was illegal contact. Yeah. The, the defender rode him down. Rode him down the. Rode him down the field. Rode, I don't remember who it was, but he rode the rode the receiver down the field, which is illegal contact. They called it pass interference. Either way, it's a first down. It yeah. doesn't matter, and it's ha- and, like the ball basically spotted in the same spot. Yeah, and and what all those national media people because they don't actually watch the games; they just watch the highlights. Right. Um, right. What they didn't notice was like two or three flags that were absolutely ridiculous on us earlier in that game. Right again for right. life, me can't remember anything, but I do remember just laughing at like Field Yates and at uh, <laughs> a couple of other reporters. Right, I literally just. I just they didn't read it, but I still replied to them like, ha ha, like I just didn't care. <laughs> I, I, I was I was having fun with how upset they were. All those fake gonna, Rams fans in the national media. If you're going to do the ha, you got to do the one from the Simpsons from the game. Ha! Oh, that's what I, that's what I did. Yeah. Oh, don't you worry. That's what I did. <laughs> My number four was the uh, McKenzie floater touchdown in the week 17 Miami Dolphins football game that we were kind of that I was I was wondering if you were thinking mm-hmm. the same one that McKenzie that that was the McKenzie game, right? The, yeah. That, that week 17 football game. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a matter of Allen standing back there and everybody thought it was a no look pass. And I didn't fight people on Twitter about it, but it wasn't. It was just. The floater that he threw combined with the timing and Isaiah being as fast as he is, he, he's looking at Isaiah like way over on his left. Like, and he's, he knows he's going to come free based on, the, based on the coverage. And he just throws it like over to the S on his right while he's looking at Isaiah. Cause that's, if you've ever played football and you're throwing a timing pattern, that's what you do. You don't look to the spot where you're going to throw it. You're watching the receiver, but like literally he threw it. I don't even know, like half the half the end zone in front of him, like and the ball and like from the end zone, it looked like he was throwing a no look pass, but he wasn't. He was just trying to get out in front of him. Um, it was just that whole game was just that was my number one game, my number one win of the season. Uh, so that 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 yeah, that throw was just incredible. Your number three. My number three was uh, week 14 versus Pittsburgh. I, I threw in both of the touchdowns because I cheated. Uh, I had the Allen to Diggs and the Allen to Davis. We already talked about the Allen to Davis, but yeah, yeah, the yeah. Allen to Diggs for 19 yards as well. I, 
just the whole narrative around that game. First of all, the daunting Pittsburgh defense, TJ Watt. Mm, mm. Um, all of us were, you know, petrified heading into that football game. And Nervous they shut us down in the first half. One. Yep, 11 yeah. and 1. They shut us yep. down in the first half. And then we came out in the second half and made a statement, which is very unbills like. So that was really fun uh, to see. And, um, you know, those those ones are tough for me because I there to me, that play was made by Diggs. Diggs when he got that. So the route was good. The throw was great. And Diggs, when he cuts to his left, he makes the perfect move to 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 get himself perfectly between the defenders. So he doesn't go. He doesn't shade himself too far to the right defender. Doesn't shade himself too, too far to the left, like all in a split second and literally just squeaks through them like. To me, that play was made by was made by Diggs, but yeah, I get it. I totally get it. So yeah, were you gonna say something else? No, 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 no. Your dog, your dog wants to talk. I can. Uh, yeah, what is going on? I don't know what my dog is doing. <laughs> the life of awesome. Chihuahua life, I guess. Right, right, right. For me, this is uh, my number. Th- <laughs> my number three was the uh, was the uh, touchdown Jesus throw. There was just something about that throw. Um, it was a very much a this is who we are moment like for with Josh Allen. That was just that was so you talked about Brett Favre early, earlier. That was just such a Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers like just blister into the end zone on a pass that shouldn't be completed or completable, right? Like like this is just this is who I am and these are the throws I make and you know what? I'm going to throw it to the guy that none of you have heard of, right? <laughs> I mean to me so it was just uh because that's always the, the the hardest touchdowns to take when when they they're scored against you are the ones that are scored against you by the guy that you've never heard of before it's like who's that guy and then you know and now josh allen's doing it and it's just like and they're just incredible passes so that was my number three so everything okay over there with the dog you got to be breaking yeah, I, I think i think she's good now i think she's good <laughs> Is it castle doctrine there? Castle doctrine or duty to retreat? <laughs> yeah, no, no idea. I'm gonna have to soundproof these walls. I think that's funny. Number two, uh, my number two again. I'm a cheater, cheater, me cheaterson. Cheater. Uh, I had all three touchdowns in the Colts wild card game. <laughs> Allen to not uh, Allen to Knox for three yards, where you know it looked like some people said yeah. it was planned, some people said it was improvised. Where Josh Allen turned what looked like a dead play into a touchdown, very yeah. Mahomes esque. Um, you had the Josh Allen run for five yards on the RPO to put us back in the lead before the half. And then you had that beautiful 40-yarder uh, to Stefan Diggs, a perfect mm. dime into double mm. coverage right over the cornerback's shoulders and into Diggs' chest. Great. And it's just the whole narrative of that game, right? Like there right. were people in that Texas that Texans game who had been like, oh, Josh Allen, like Peter Schrager is like, won't get off his high horse. Josh Allen lost the Texans game. Like, yeah, I don't know if Josh Allen lost the Texans mm. game. I think the mm. Bills' lack of an alpha receiver probably lost us the game. Our defense lost us the game. I wouldn't put it all on Josh Allen. Was he perfect? Dawson Knox missing no. that block. Yeah. The quarterback sweep lost the game. Uh, the stupid penalty on Cody Ford that wasn't a penalty. Regardless. Uh, so what I loved about that game was this is a team who hadn't won a playoff game in 25 years, 20-plus 20 years. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this dude, Josh Allen and Josh Allen alone, put us on our back and let us do in a game that I honestly didn't think we we're going to win it. I didn't think we we're going to mm. win. I was like, damn mm. it. We're going to be making those Sean McDermott, Marvin Lewis comparisons all off season. Like, <laughs> right. and it's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. Right. Uh, right. But Josh Allen, and it, you know, I want to say Josh Allen alone, but like he, he put us on our back. Diggs made yeah. some good plays. Gabe Davis was absolutely incredible. Gabriel Davis was yep. absolutely incredible, but that's where that's the other point I made earlier, where it's like some of his best throws all year weren't even touchdowns. Like right. what, what he was doing in that game, running around, playing that calculated sandlot football and making those 
beautiful sideline throws and turning nothing into something is what won us that football game. He generated enough offense uh, to for us to overcome whatever the heck it was we were doing on defense that week. Yeah, incredible. My number two is the uh, the John Brown touchdown in the Raiders game. Uh, I love it was tough for me because that Cole Beasley touchdown was was great as well. But like the ball placement on on that that John Brown touchdown for me just in that game, that game for me, it, there was just something about that Raiders game for me. It just it just had a different feel as much as it maybe wasn't the best win of the season or there was just a different we were just better than that football team. And it was just kind of obvious, like our offense was just like Allen was good. The, the receivers were great, like. We, we, we shut down Josh Jacobs. It was another game, to your point, where we were all really scared and concerned. You know, can this defense stop Josh Jacobs? Can this defense, you know, stop Derek Carr and their offense and Darren Waller and blah, blah, blah. And, like, Josh Allen just went out there and was like, I got guys open. I'm going to make throws. And he did. And that, that pass to John Brown to me in the goal line was just – it was just another one of those, like, you just don't see Trent Edwards or J.P. Losman or – Right, any of these guys make that pass? So yeah, that was fit, my number fits two. between his four interceptions would make that pass, but that's about it. <laughs> that's funny. So here we are at number one. What is your number one? Again, I'm, I'm cheater. I'm a, I'm a cheater. I went with the Diggs game. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's just there, there's a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot that went into this thought process here. Uh, me chunking these three plays into one. Uh, mm. First of all, a primetime beatdown of Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots on Monday Football. Like that's just. Mm. That that's icing on the cake for me. Oh, yeah. That will be the game. That's the game of the season for me. I don't I don't know what yeah. if anyone else has another game, but to me, that's the game of the season. Other than the fact that having gone back and rewatched that game in totality, um, the eulogy that they seem to have for Bill Belichick in the fourth quarter of that game, instead of talking oh, about how good gosh. the Bills were, was about <laughs> the only thing that really ticked me off. But that game was not even close. After that missed extra point that made it ten to nine yeah. instead of ten to ten. That's the kiss of death. Cylinders. I don't know if you Pay attention. Yeah. It happened to us. That's what happened to us in the Chiefs game. If you miss the extra point and go to nine points, it mm-hmm. seems like every team that does that in the NFL loses. Like as soon as the Bills did that in the Chiefs game, it was like kiss of death. And my daughter was like, "What?" I'm like, "Watch." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brutal. But I mean, the 50 yarder, the RPO to Diggs, J.C. Jackson was all over him. Plus, there were two other guys in the vicinity, but there was yep. nobody over top. Diggs makes that catch, yep. takes it to the house. The 20 yarder was just a bullet in a double coverage, and those two defenders sort of collide, and Diggs walks into the end zone, and then. Uh, the eight yarder, Allen rolls to the right. And we already talked about that play. That just, adds, I, mm-hmm. I think it would have been the player of the year in the NFL had it mm-hmm. not been, uh, you know, had had his name been Patrick Mahomes. But sure, a couple sure. of things about a couple of things about that game. Number one, uh, uh, Stefan Diggs, week fifteen, uh, he won a heck of a lot of people there. Uh, or week was it week fifteen? Was it week sixteen? I can't remember, but won a heck of a lot of people their fantasy football championships that weekend. And oh, jo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Allen won me my fantasy football championship. So thank you, Josh Allen. I am now $1,000 richer, so I appreciate that. <laughs> $1,000? Wow. Oh, it's my big money league. Don't you worry. Yeah, it's my big money league. Like yeah, I got destroyed in my championship. Uh, who was it week 16 that went nuts? Um, oh, crap. Oh, it was uh, Mike Evans because I had Mike Evans, Evans too. Yep. Everybody yeah, I had Josh Allen and Evans. Mike Evans. Everybody, I got destroyed by Mike Evans in that football game. Yeah, it was uh, it was not pretty. So my number one, you've already named, and it's funny because I had this game, I think at four or five, and this was Joe Marino's last game. Like it was his, it was his least favorite win because of the gut punch or the the topsy turviness. For me, it was a it was a turn the page moment. It was literally for me. This isn't the same old Bills. This isn't Billsy. This is when you're up twenty-eight to three and you and you lose a twenty-eight to three 
lead and you allow the other team to score whatever it was 20 something points or tw- I think they were t- whatever whatever it was and then you come back and win in the fashion that they did to include a third and 22 like for me that Croft game winner and it, and when you think of everything that was involved in that moment and in that play so bet- between the two third down plays the, the third and 22 and the other third down play uh you've got the the pass interference play that was probably defensive holding or early illegal contact but it would have made the same exact outcome on the very next play and then what he drops back on the last play of the game or what is amounts to the last play of the game and just throws a nice soft floater like it's no big deal like it's just you and me Yep. Out in the backyard, it's like whoop, like and like. Thank God, Dawson ne- Knox wasn't on the receiving. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but to me, that was just Tyler Croft just brings that home, and you just feel it, like you feel it. Uh, it, the, it, it just everything just felt different at that moment. It's like this isn't the same old. I don't know what the rest of the season is going to bring us because that that was early, but it's clear this is not the same old Buffalo Bills football team. Uh, is what that pass and that touchdown kind of said to me. So yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you. Like, there, there's actually a video of me. So I was watching that game uh, in my living room, and my mm-hmm. fiance was laying on the bed watching TV with the dog. And there's, she literally, like, she, she, she heard me sort of r- getting a little riled up. So she turns her phone on. And she starts like recording a video, and she just records like the door. Oh, I watched this. I saw and this. It's yes. just me screaming. <laughs> Like, oh, you beautiful son of a, you know, just me just absolutely erupting in my living room and running around my living room, like beating my chest and my dog, just like, what the heck is going on? Yep. I remember this. So this was a fun exercise. Um, I enjoyed it. Any reason, any reason to go back and maybe except for ranking the top 10 rushing touchdowns, that might not be as (laughs) fun. Did we have 10? Um, (laughs) Did we have 10? Uh, uh, How many were Josh Allen? Seven of them? I think Josh Allen did like, yeah, six or seven. Devin Singletary had a few um, that were called back, I think. Yes, he did. Uh, but uh, this was fun. So this is what I want to do next. What is, give me TD predictions for Josh Allen Ooh. in 2021. Go out. What do you? Th- what is the roadmap quickly to get uh, to whatever the number is? So you know, I think that people are going to expect uh, Josh Allen to sort of beat this number next year. Like, all right, 42 is the bar now. We got to beat it. And I think people might expect Josh Allen to want to, they might want Josh Allen to come out and throw 50 touchdowns next year. Right. I think you're going to see Josh Allen come somewhere between 35 and 40 touchdowns next year. I think passing or total, uh, total. Like I I think he'll, he'll be somewhere in that 35 to 40 ish range. Maybe he exceeds 40 again. I wouldn't expect Josh Allen to, um, far supersede what he did this year. I also Mm -hmm. wouldn't expect a drastic drop. But what mm-hmm. I will say this is I think that the touchdowns will come more consistently. Like he had some of these big games where he threw four or five touchdowns or three, four touchdowns, right? And then mm-hmm. he had some other games where he just threw like one or two. I think you'll see more consistency from week to week. Um, mm-hmm. So those touchdowns might – there won't be like those small weeks and those big weeks, those small weeks and those big weeks. You'll just see consistently good football throughout. And the reason why I think that is because watching all these highlights back, the Bills had huge leads in like all of these football games. Yep, and yep. then you you look at the box score at the end of the game. And in most cases, the team either like came back or even like took the lead late and the mm-hmm, and then Josh mm-hmm. Allen had a lead to come back. So mm-hmm. th- these games ended way closer than they had to be. And that leads me to to my number one offseason philosophy. And that is I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to roll this offense back in 2021 for the most part. 
I think they're going to make it their mission to re-sign Feliciano, re-sign mm-hmm. Darrell Williams, uh, get as many of the wide receivers back as they can. And I think they're going to focus most of their new additions on the defensive side of the ball with one expect with one exception, because I don't know if the Buffalo Bills agree with what they did on offense in, mm-hmm. in the 2020 season. And that might mm-hmm. sound crazy because we scored so many points, but I feel like Sean McDermott might go into this offseason, and, and I think Brandon B might go into this offseason. I think if they do add anything to this offense, I expect two significant tight end additions in this in this this offseason. Wow. Whether two. whether it's a free two free agents like two mid tier free agents or a free agent and a draft pick, I expect the Buffalo Bills to really fortify the tight end position between Brandon Bean's comments and the fact that really Dawson Knox is the only real tight end on this roster right now. Yeah. Lee Smith's Croft, retiring. Croft, Croft, yeah, Croft is gone. Croft so is gone. Retired, yeah. Reggie yeah. Gilliam, like he's a special teamer and a fullback. He's not nothing special. And who knows if Tommy sure. Sweeney's ever going to play football again. So right. really the Buffalo Bills only have one tight end, and that's Dawson Knox. And I'm not yeah. saying Dawson Knox is irredeemable. But I do think that the Buffalo Bills probably see this as a chance to fortify the tight end position. I expect the Buffalo Bills to move back to more man and power concepts in the run game as opposed to uh, zone blocking in the run game, which means we're probably going to see less spread from the Bills in 2021 mm. and more things wow. like 11 and 12 personnel. And so I think that that will bring down Josh Allen's numbers because I think the Bills – Sean McDermott being the defensive mastermind that he is, I think part of him is saying like, we were so bad on defense um, because we couldn't close out these games because we couldn't run the ball. Like, I really think that's probably something he believes. So I think the, I think the bills are probably going to um, go back to some of the things that worked on the ground for them in the past, in the first two seasons, uh, you know, under Brian Dable. And I think it'll slow down the offense a little bit, but I think that'll be by design because I think Sean McDermott wants to get his defense back up to snuff. And I think he sees the running game as more of a reason why the defense sucked than uh, than uh, than than the actual defense. Super good. This is a lot of fun, Judge. Yeah, a lot I had of fun. a good time, pre- man. That sixty yeah, minutes flew you. by, and look at that—we did it right on the dot. I'm looking at it. it's like fifty-nine fifty-five. Well, we're not done because I need to find. It. I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. So all of your like, like push all your shows where they can get you oh, on uh, on the Twitter uh, box and all that stuff. Yeah, d- don't even try to follow me on Facebook or Instagram because I never check it. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter at Judge Mathis, and obviously at um, our show, The Bills Guys. Uh, we we air the Air Raid Hour every Monday and Thursday night, eight Eastern. Uh, myself and my co-host Dave Tilton. We just like to have a good time. Uh, talk draft, talk free agency. We will be rolling all throughout uh, the off season, and uh, mm-hmm. you can catch my podcast, The Take, at the same time uh, yours drops. Uh, mm-hmm. I have been tasked with filling your slot this off season, mm-hmm. and then uh, Rico will be, uh, you know, back at it with his uh, Sunday night recast on Monday morning yeah, during yeah. the regular season. Because I'm way more. I have opinions during the off season, during the regular season. I'm just kind of along for the ride. Uh, so um, that, seems, that seems backwards to me. <laughs> yeah. So head on over to uh, head on over to support, uh, support BF, uh, support BF.com. And you can find everything Buffalo fanatics from the Insta to the YouTube, to the Facebook, all that good stuff. Super good. Super, super, super mad amount of love for all my guys over at the fanatics. Actually, in my intro that you weren't on b- before I brought you on, I, I, I talked a lot about that. So that was cool. We miss you, man. Uh, 
Yeah, dude. It's uh, well, it's I'm I'm just now getting right back into the vein of this thing. But yeah, it's weird. To, it's it's weird to be that connected to a community and then like be disconnected for six weeks and just kind of be out there as a free agent, like an unrestricted free agent. It's kind of like hello, like and, and, like not <laughs> making content either. It's like, does anybody remember me? Like, I, do I I still exist? Uh, but uh, but yeah, I appreciate you uh coming on the show and this was a lot of fun. I'll, I'll have it's a long off season. I'll have, probably have you on again. So oh yeah. It's just, uh, if you ever are- you ever need someone to talk about their favorite draft prospects and <laughs> well, it's highly overrated players from the university at Buffalo. I'm your guy. <laughs> That's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to the overreaction sports podcast on the Buffalo rumblings podcast network, which is still a little strange for me to say, because that's only the second time I've ever said it. Uh, I am Joe Miller, the voice of the overreaction podcast uh, brought to you by the market dominator. And this has uh, been a, an awesome show with my guy, judge Mathis uh, from Buffalo fanatics. Uh, We will catch you next time, everybody. uh, Judge, give me a go, Bills. Go, Bills. Go, Bills.